0: Welcome to Grace 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick and I'm joined by my co-host Sal Dietry. Sal, how are you today? Uh, Ed, my
1: brother, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. You know, here we are between Martin Luther King Day and Inauguration Day, an incredible opportunity to reflect on unity, on service in our country, but right here in Arlington and in Fairfax
0: County, I- I'm excited about tonight's show, man. Yes, back on November 19, 2015, at 2 a.m., a man attempted to enter the fence surrounding the Dar al-Hijrah Islamic Center in Falls Church, Virginia, and threw two smoke bombs and a Molotov cocktail. What happened in the following months, though, may not be what you'd expect. Despite the rising tide of anti-Muslim sentiment at that time and since, mosque representatives made the effort to find out more about the man, discovering that he was a local homeless person with mental issues. Driven by a sense of mercy for someone in their community, they eventually lobbied for the lightest sentence and best care possible for the perpetrator. Today's guest is Colin Christopher, the deputy head of government affairs at that mosque. Colin joins us to talk about the lessons he and his fellow attendees learned from that experience and to talk about his mosque's goal to tear down the walls of ignorance surrounding the Islamic faith and to establish strong relations with other faiths based on cooperation, tolerance, and mutual understanding. Colm, welcome to Grace in 30.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
1: Welcome, my friend. Welcome, indeed. Yeah, I'm Thanks so excited. Thanks for having me. So excited you could join us. You know, this story of how you folks handled that it, it, that terrible incident, you know, Ed and I would call that just a shining example of grace, but I, I want you to tell us in your own words, you know, as you folks sort of came out of that, first of all, I would have been enraged, uh, scared, nervous. Um, frustrated. Any any emotion, violent, any emotion would have come out of me at that time. You folks took a different path through your faith and through your experience to serve in the community. T- tell us a bit more about what happened that day and, and since then.
2: Absolutely. Um, so uh, as you described, there was a, a, a sort of mini attack on our community. Um, it, it wasn't serious in the sense that it was the middle of the night. Um, the only people who were really around were uh, security guards that we have on site, 24 hours a day, so there was there was a, some damage to our facilities, but n- no one was injured. Luckily, neither uh, the perpetrator or anyone else. Our approach was let's let's see what's going on here. It would be not ridiculous to immediately jump to the conclusion that this was a hateful attack and our community is uh, you know incredibly unsafe because of this. But we wanted to do some investigating, so. We learned uh, through the video, video footage and working with our local uh, law enforcement that the person who did this, we, we actually knew who he was. He was a local young man. People at our mosque were friends with him in high school, identified him through the video footage. And instead of taking a harsh stance on the situation, we said, let's find out what's going on with him. Um, So we got in touch with some of uh, his past friends and learned a little bit bit more about his situation. We found out he had some serious mental health challenges. He was homeless, living in a park nearby. And uh, from there, we we, we really sort of said, okay, this gentleman needs help. And obviously what he did was wrong. But there's, there's something else going on here. And when questioned, he said that he had Muslim friends. He actually spoke out against Islamophobia on his Facebook page um, and that he said he was just upset and he he was sort of uh, out of his senses and would have attacked anything that was nearby. And if his church where he went when he was a child was nearby, he would have attacked that. Uh, So we learned early on that it it wasn't uh, what we might have thought it to be and our leadership went to his trial and asked the judge to give him uh, to have mercy on him really and we got him help and he is now out of uh, facilities and you know I think he has a job now and and his family thanked us for really taking um, a a Rahmah filled approach and Rahmah in Islam is sort of mercy and grace um, and that's that's what you know, we experience every day from from the Creator, and so let's try and embody that, that grace that we're shown every day to others who are in need.
1: That's what I was gonna ask you, uh, you know, if you wanted to cite some teachings from the Quran or principles from the Quran that sort of led you all in, in this path, it, it's a, it was deliberate, right? You, you, you have this way of, of dealing with people who come against you in some way, and, and, and I love how you folks didn't judge a book by its cover, and you sort of reflected and and turn this into an incredibly positive thing for for this individual in need.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no doubt that our community is under attack in many, many, many ways. Uh, hate crimes are up 67 percent, according to the FBI, in 2015 against Muslims. Um, so this atmosphere is very real. But in uh, our prayers, which we recite 17 times a day, there's one line we say: "Ar Rahman, Rahim," and Ar Rahman is. Th- the origin of all mercy. And, and, and that's that's God. And we believe that we try and embody that and show that, that sort of mercy to those around us, whether we know them or whether we don't.
1: I love it. And part of this highlights, you know, your good relations with the community, that you were able to to sort of understand the, the, the levers you would need to pull to help him, to, to deal with the judges, the police, mental health. You know, we have a great network here in the Arlington-Fairfax community, and it's nice to see that you are part of that that fabric of, of support.
2: Absolutely. That, we, you know, we, we've been around uh, as a community since the 1980s, the, the Darl hydra community, and we have great relationships with local law enforcement and other elected officials uh, from Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax, even as far as Prince William County. Um, and it's those relationships that allow us to have open communication and not not only be able to deal with tough situations in the moment, but build things and strengthen our community through through projects that help all of our our residents.
1: All right there's a uh, uh, a well cited roll call article where um, one of your imans uh, um, was quoted as saying, you know, be pacem- peacemakers, give peace, accept peace, you know, be be involved, you know, as, as a community. You know, that Muslims, in in sort of paraphrasing his words, that Muslims live here in the United States, are called to be good citizens and and peacemakers, and this is a shining example of that.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a a verse in the Quran uh, where God tells us to take the life of one, it is as if you have taken the lives of all of humanity, but to save a life, it is as if you have saved all of humanity. And a lot of folks take that very seriously, you know, it's interesting, uh, approximately 10% of the American healthcare providers are Muslim. And we are approximately 2% of the population. So there's a strong emphasis in saving lives and, Um, uh, providing services to our community in ways where we're caring for those most in need.
1: And uh, becoming highly educated for a good purpose in the whole education process because those caregivers are licensed nurses, they're doctors, uh, they might be heart surgeons, and and that's a huge commitment um, that starts early in the education process about being a healer. I love to hear that. You know, you talk about um, I guess you might say and I'm very involved in the Arlington community so much so my wife is she keeps tabs of my hours you know I only have so many hall passes um, (laughs) for this stuff but uh, you know how would you say your primary focus is in promoting unity you know here in the Fairfax community and the Arlington community in what ways are you all doing that
2: we know that the values the core values of every faith tradition are very very similar how they're expressed may look different but equity and justice are really important in Christianity and Judaism and Buddhism and Hinduism and Sikhism and all these traditions uh, same in Islam. We are building really important relationships with our our partner faith institutions in an organization called Voice, Virginians Organized for Interfaith Community Engagement. And you know, we get to know each other through the process, we build relationships. But we also get things done. We also make our community safer, healthier, stronger, whether it's public education or uh, uh, free dental facilities for adults without uh, dental health coverage, or you know, simple things like sidewalks and unsafe uh, roadways or uh, bus stops that are closer to, to kids where they can get on the bus in a safe way. We work together to, to, to build that power so that we can uh, inform our elected officials about what we need. And that's the kind of unity that I think we really need in this country right now is for us to learn about each other, to really listen genuinely, and then to find that common ground. And there's a lot of common ground that people have not exposed. But when you do a little digging, you find that there's there's a lot of overlap and you can work on things in a nonpartisan way that really import, are really important and matter to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, Take a minute before Ed John, I know he just, he wants to jump in here, but I'm, <laughs> keep, I'm keeping him at bay. Um, share some, uh, if you want, some peacekeeping or unity uh, verses from, from the Quran, or maybe just a theme or two more uh, from the Quran about peacekeeping and unity. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but...
2: Absolutely. I mean, let's just start with when you greet someone, um, you say, "Assalamu alaikum." alaykum, which alaykum is salam. so you know the drill Mm -hmm. you know may peace be with you and 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 then the response is and peace unto you as well that's how you greet someone right and and this is not unique to islam um in in hinduism also there's a a similar greeting um i wanted
0: to chime in that all of paul's letters at the beginning and the end he says grace and peace to you
2: there you have it. I mean, th- 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 this concept is throughout the Quran, it is throughout other holy texts. Um, and th- th- there's a sense of familiarity in what peace means in our hearts. And I think that that, um, that resonates so deeply with all folks who, who uh, uh, you know, are trying to look for something deeper within. And in Islam, you know, uh, meditation and being alone is in solitude is also an important component and that the fighting of peace in those moments is emphasized significantly in our tradition
0: yeah we're going to talk more about unity reconciliation peacemaking but i want to make sure you spend a little time talking about some of the things we spoke about in december you talked about the members of your mosque and the muslim community in general and you noted that a lot of these people have come to our country they've escaped economic hardships and or persecution and they've often been traumatized, and, as, and now we have you know the election cycle we just went through here, so there's sort of a, a concern and a hesitance on the part of the community. Tell us about the people in your community. Tell us what you want us to know about them and, and who these people really are.
2: The Muslim American community is uh, the most diverse religious community in the United States. Uh, folks come from dozens of countries, and in our mosque, uh, as an example, We speak about 40 or 50 different languages. Uh, This is in a community of about 20,000 congregants in the Fairfax, Arlington area. Folks have a variety of life experiences. We have cab drivers, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have artists. Um, It's like stepping into the UN for a Friday prayer sermon uh, during the midday uh, time period. And folks come from you know, different uh, countries, and they, they come from different political perspectives. It, when I say it's diverse, I, I, I cannot overemphasize the, the diversity that our community has. Um, and the kinds of things that people are involved with, whether it's free health clinics, or it's spoken word poetry, or it's uh, designing, uh, you know, th- the newest technology, or it's, you know, doing patentry, you know, for patent law, People are all over the place, um, and you know, and that sense really, really reflective of the diversity of this beautiful country.
1: That's great. You you mentioned the the importance of the members, you know, being courageous, having courageous and sort of radical curiosity, and and then a sense of, um, you know, being involved and being interested. And, and I mentioned that to a, a colleague and a friend of mine who um uh, when we hired him he moved from egypt and he's he's muslim and came here and he said I, you know i want to get involved i want to participate in the political process but i want to understand it first mm-hmm. because coming from egypt it's complicated right and so here he is and especially in this election you know imagine well, what it's he's complicated thinking. here too yeah that's right <laughs> so tell us more about this sort of <laughs> radical curiosity and and the courageousness behind that
2: yeah no, I, you know I grew up in Wisconsin, so I, I, I'm not gonna speak for, for other folks, but from what I've heard from some of my colleagues and my friends uh, in my community here at Dar al when you come to a place that's unfamiliar, it's important to get to know the customs and the ways of, of where you are. Um, and a lot of folks have, have taken on that challenge, and and even amidst uh, an atmosphere of, of hatred and suspicion, and and violence in some cases towards our community. People remain vigilant. They remain interested in getting to know other folks. We have countless interfaith programs. I, I literally cannot tell you the number because I don't actually know. Um, I, my colleague on, on our outreach team, we have an outreach team of three, Imam Johari and, and Fazia Dean, my, my colleague. She's the interfaith uh, and outreach liaison. She probably goes to an interfaith gathering every single day. And uh, she oftentimes brings a number of congregants with her to those meetings, uh, whether it's you know just getting to know someone or breaking bread or doing a service project, like we we were just at Washington Hebrew Congregation in DC for MLK Day, day of service, with about 50 youth making sandwiches and talking about justice and the legacy of King. Um, these are things that are very common uh, in the culture of Dar al-Hijrah. And, but I don't think we're unique in that sense. And um, I think the, the Muslim American community in general understands that the diversity of this country is actually reflective of the diversity of Muslims around the world. We're the most diverse religious group. And and in that sense, what we do in the mosque reflects that.
1: Do you think mostly, it's, it, it, do you see a, a trend where, where younger people want to be more active in the political process? They, they're more familiar with technology than the generation before? they're more comfortable with that. Um, is that something that, that you're Absolutely.
2: seeing? Absolutely. You know, there's a necessity for being engaged politically today more than there ever has been for the Muslim American community. Uh, I should note that a, a third of all Muslims in this country are African American and they have an understanding of the political process uh, well beyond many of the other Muslim group, uh, groups uh, here in this country. and. What folks who have not had that historical perspective are beginning to understand is that building power is really important. And you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of folks come from uh, conflict areas uh, in the world and they come here and being involved in the political process is scary or stupid. Right. And, but there's a lot of folks realizing that, you know, the system we have here and it's got flaws and we see them it is still a great system. And engaging in that system is essential to build a kind of community that's safe and respectful and loving. And there's a lot of folks who've gotten involved. We were just at an interfaith uh, action with Frith Voice, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, Of the 1,100 people in the room, uh, 100 of them were from Dar al-Hijrah. And that sort of speaks to the level of engagement and the seriousness with which especially our young folks are taking the political process. We actually have a, a few young women in our mosque who are interested in running for political office at the local level, and we're very supportive of, of that, and we we look forward to seeing more of our folks uh, be representatives of, of our community at, at the local level and national level.
1: Look, let's just remind guests that you're listening to Colin Christopher, the Deputy Head of Government Affairs at the Dar al-Hidra Mosque Islamic Center right here in Falls Church, Virginia. Ed, uh, take us
0: on, man. Yeah, I was just going to say that you kind of covered something I was going to talk about, which was, you know, people can't say the natural response to coming from trauma and being in a place where there's some instability and some threat is to just say, you know, we're going to go to work, we're going to come home, we're going to lock the doors and avoid people and stay out of trouble. But you guys are, are stepping out and getting involved in the community. and. And I love the interfaith initiatives. I mean, I, I want to dive in on some of these things and get involved. So, so you know, bravo for that. I want to make sure we jump ahead because we've got a few critical questions left. We've got probably another 10 minutes to go. In the next uh, couple of days, we're going to swear in a new president. Tell us about your community's perspective on the uh, recent election and the incoming administration and how this will or won't affect uh, your efforts to promote unity.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the, the elephant in the room. And, uh, you know, literally, <laughs> you know, oh, right. <laughs> the, the elephant with a bar- bad
1: coma. Bad, bad joke, Colin. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, but um, it, there's no doubt people are concerned. Um, I, I mentioned this statistic from the FBI, 2015, 20, 67% increase in hate crimes towards Muslims. Um, many of them go underreported. So we're actually confident that number is higher. Look, um, some of the things that Donald Trump has said about Muslims and Islam, um, are not only inappropriate and unpresidential, but, but really dangerous. And wh- what that does is that's, that's fueled a sentiment um, of suspicion, uh, hatred, and really fear. It's, it's, it's increasing the level of fear. A lot of folks who don't have a lot of experience with Muslims, 40% of Americans say that they have never spoken to a Muslim, or do not know a Muslim. Even if they probably have spoken to one, they just didn't know. They they say that, and so that that sense of not knowing our our neighbors, not knowing who we live among, is is concerning. But I will t- I will say this: um, the really beautiful thing, and and God tells us about this in in our holy texts. Um, amidst difficulty, there is ease, and some of our strongest partners uh, in the last year or two have been uh, the Jewish community. Um, I think of so many synagogues that have reached out to us. I think of organizations, I think of individuals who have written us letters or stop by with flowers and drop them off, have their kids run around the mosque and tell, tell us, you know, we don't know Muslims, but we know you're our neighbors and we support you. That's the kind of Northern Virginia that I'm proud of. And that's the kind of Northern Virginia that I think we're gonna continue to be. So yes, there's going to continue to probably be a a lot of divisiveness and uh, misinformation about Muslims um, from very well-funded intentional sources. But despite that, we know that our relationships and our partnerships with whether it's local law enforcement or elected officials or other faith communities is is, is the best of our nation and that is going to to shine brighter than any any sort of darkness uh, that that comes about.
1: Yeah, and I think you know I agree with you. I think voice has it right. If you go to their website, they're they're not necessarily talking about uh, scholarly works or or they're and it's talking not about partisan social politics. Justice, it's it's not right. about
2: Democrats or Republicans, it's about making our communities stronger yep. by the average person getting involved. That's, that's the key here. It's not an elitist thing. You don't have to have a fancy degree. You just have to have passion about making your community stronger. And that, I think, is what really faith traditions are about, all faith traditions, is bringing us closer to our Creator and helping us love each other more um, and doing so with humility and, and compassion.
0: So it would be safe to say that really building relationships so that you kind of remove ignorance is really a key to what you guys are trying to do, correct?
2: Absolutely. Relationship building is the foundation, uh, n- not only for building power uh, at a local organizational level and to, to change the political process, but, but for really, I think, um, in some ways it, it enriches your life experience. And getting to know folks who you may not normally have contact with, it can be challenging. It can be scary at first, but that that courage to step outside of your comfort zone, drop into a a space you don't normally drop into and say, hi, I'm here to learn and, and I'm your neighbor. It can be a really profound experience.
1: And do you all have any uh, in the next coming months? I mean, it's it's winter now, but uh, sort of open houses or opportunities. Great I, I know Ed had a chance to drop yes, in and visit with you. Yes,
2: in April we have this uh, program called Taste of Islam. Obviously, anyone is welcome to come at any time, and I, I really mean that. We do tours all the time. Uh, Friday prayer is a great time. We have about 5,000 worshipers over three services. Yeah, but Uh, I love
1: to eat, so I'm really paying attention.
2: (laughs) There's there's also uh, great food served um, during Ramadan, of course, which is about May 26th to June 25th. You want a free Moroccan-style meal, drop in around sunset, and uh, we're happy to serve you. We serve over 30,000 meals during the month of Ramadan every year. But April, mark your calendars. Check out our website daralhidra.net, and you can see uh, when when you can come by. We're going to be having uh, a number of different food options, and arts and crafts, and games for kids, and and also some information about you know what our tradition says and who Muslims are.
0: Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got the website right here because I have uh hijrah.org. H-i- Sorry,
2: daralhijrah.org. Yes, we okay, got it. I think if you <laughs> Thanks, just <then. laughs> if you just type in
0: hijrah.org, dot org, that'll get you there as well. So
2: D-A-R, yeah. A L H I J R A H Okay. We got about four minutes or so left, so why don't we
0: dive into I guess a couple key questions we have was one, just if there's anything else you want the listeners to know about the Muslims and, and your community Islam in general, what would you like to share?
2: Yeah, I would say that people are eager to share with folks who don't know who they are um, and and to tell them their, their personal stories. You know, um, a lot of folks just don't have access, but sometimes just walking into a mosque or or getting involved with a, a community organization that's doing work where Muslims are involved, like Voice, can be a great entryway f- for that. Um I think the other thing, it's it's so obvious, sometimes it's even hard for me to remember is, you know, we're just like everybody else uh, in the community. And we want, you know, the best schools for our kids. And we want uh, a place where all folks have economic opportunity. And we're, we're really no different than anyone else. Um, and I think that that is consistently a theme within the community is, is we are otherized uh, by the media and, and other, other uh, entities in a way where we, we are seen as l- less than human or, or, or not part of the country. And we are, you know, I, I think it's really important for us to remember we, Muslims, have been in this country for hundreds of years. The first slaves to come over, the uh, forced to be come over from uh, West Africa were Muslim, many of them. And so th- the idea that Islam is something new is, is a myth
0: so what about a call to action and you can issue many i mean if you have if there several things on your heart uh, please go ahead and fire away but what what sort of challenges would you like to issue to the listeners
2: yeah I, well i would say i would say a couple um first of all get out of your comfort zone and that that's that's to muslims and fo- folks of other traditions or maybe no tradition and it doesn't necessarily need to be you know, r- related to a faith community, but get out of your comfort zone. Use 2017 as an opportunity to do something different, to meet some of your neighbors in a place you've never been before, and be open to what that can bring into your life. Uh, the second thing is for those who want to strengthen your community, I strongly suggest you you consider getting involved in voice. Um, it is such it is a, it's a body that's been effective. Um, it's it's faith-based, but there are other other institutions that are not faith-based that are that are members. And it's a way within this divisive political climate to not be caught up in the Republican Democratic debate and to really get things done. because at the end of the day, No one really cares about party politics. They want a good, healthy community, and that's what they care about. And uh, so I I welcome any participation in that as well.
0: Any other – I guess we got about another 40 seconds or so. How about just recommendations for the way people behave? Like listening sounds like it's really a key thing.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. I think first we have to listen to ourselves and – the silence required to listen is is hard for us in a lot of the noise that we have around us. But we first need to listen to ourselves. And then from that space of silence and connectivity, we're more able to listen to others.
1: A- amen to that. I, you know, I'm just finishing a great book uh, by a guy named Matthew Kelly, and he says, you got to stop the noise if you're going to really explore the deep questions, even in the morning, you know, and I, I think you just hit on it perfectly um you know let's let's tune out of facebook and all these things for a few minutes and actually think about these things intelligently with our hearts and i think we all come to the conclusion especially here in northern virginia where we we have such diversity that we're all brothers and sisters that we're all neighbors we're all friends uh, regardless of you know race color or creed
2: and um, i might recommend one last thing and that is get outside we spend too much time indoors even if it's for 10 minutes and it's 30 degrees Go sit in a park bench, look at the birds. It'll do wonders for you.
1: From your lips to my uh, 10-year-old son's ears, let's uh, get off the... uh Minecraft there, and take us out of the show, man.
0: So uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to definitely have you back and give us plenty of recommendations for other people we can have on the show uh, next week. We'll be joined by our good friend Larry Thompson, an Arlington County firefighter who started the Least of These Foundation that provides food and education to 240 plus children on Haiti's Forgotten Island. He has been down there since the uh, hurricane, and he will update us on conditions. This is Ed and Sal signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great night and be sure to tune into Grace.